0: Coming up, join Tyler and Nora as they discuss what's been happening since last haunt season, and as they look forward to some of what you can expect from The Scare Factor in 2022. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is an episode from one of our partner stations, The Scare Factor, hosted by Tyler and Nora Profit. By the way, today is day three of Transworld's Halloween attraction show in St. Louis. If you're at the show, come visit us at Booth 1903. Okay, anyway, enjoy this episode from The Scare Factor. Hello, Scare Factor followers. This is Tyler. This is Nora. And welcome to the ScareFactor.com, the podcast season two. This is our first episode in a while, actually, since I think before last haunt season. Yeah, right? I
1: think the last one we did was in September or maybe even August. Yeah.
0: So sorry about not getting very many podcasts out uh, during the Halloween season. Obviously, we were a little busy with our reviews and stuff. And I'll go ahead and apologize in advance for the road noise. We are. Uh, recording this in the car, heading down the road here, so apologies for that. But we're kinda anyhow, doing a
1: test run of the road noise as yeah. we spend a crap ton of time in the car, mm-hmm. and if we can record in the car, we can talk to you guys a lot more.
0: Absolutely. So we got some new microphones here we're testing out, got a new recorder, so it should be pretty good. Let us know. Please uh, shoot us a message if uh, if this is alright with you guys, and we'll keep on going. But uh, here for the first episode of season two, we just wanted to kind of welcome everybody back and do a little bit of a summary of what happened last year during haunt season, and then what we are foreseeing for this upcoming year and what you guys are able to look forward to here with the podcast. Mm -hmm. So last haunt season was really, really successful. Uh, We had some really good uh, website numbers as far as traffic and all that stuff. Um, We got, I think, not quite not quite 200 reviews, um, I think it's like 150, 160 something mm-hmm. reviews published, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, shout out to all the teams that helped us out with that. Uh, also last year we did a really big push on the YouTube channel. Uh started seeing a lot of really good uh, success with that, so thank you all. Our listeners and watchers for checking out our youtube videos if you're not already yet uh, please do go on over to the youtube channel and subscribe we're constantly focusing on that here during the off season Uh, we're making a really big push for that and we'll get into that here uh, in just a few minutes what our focus is during the off season but yeah last haunt season did really good saw some really great haunts and uh yeah
1: we saw some new to us haunts Yeah, we did good. At the beginning of the season, when we work on our calendar, we had probably about five of our normal haunts that we visit every year because they're so close to us. We had about five of them that were not going to be open for various reasons last year. So that allowed us to basically add five new haunts and it freed up a whole weekend. So we were able to take two journeys up to Michigan, which we do have a team in Michigan, but we went kind of away from their normal coverage area, and they weren't reviewing last year. So we went up there and visited a few places we've never been. Um, And then in the middle of haunt season, we had a haunt owner reach out to us and recommend that we stop everything we were doing to go take a visit to Eloise Asylum, also in Michigan. So uh, we, we were able to take his advice towards the end of season, and we are absolutely Ecstatic that we did that because it was one of the best haunts we've ever seen and it was their first year open So we'll probably get into more detail on actual Eloise here in a little bit But you
0: have a video of our recap of Eloise So definitely check that out on the YouTube channel It kind of shows you a little bit of the outside of the building and a few little sneak peeks right around the entrance and stuff But uh, at the time we were going through they had a pretty strict uh, no filming policy Uh, So that's why we weren't able to get like a walkthrough or anything, but it was a super, super cool place. Never seen quite that much detail on like an asylum type of haunt. And of course the place actually used to be an asylum, but they did such a good job of replicating the way the inside of the house looked and going along with the rest of the the actual man-made haunt that we literally could not tell the difference.
1: No, we thought that it was original, like a lot of it was original. And then when we spoke with some of the builders afterwards, They're like, no, we had to tear out everything and completely rebuild that.
0: And we were like, holy shit. You've got trap doors in a bunch of places. You actually do go through one of the old elevator shafts and you can look up and down. And so that's like actually legit, but (laughs) just everything that they did to blend it all together and make it look as realistic and authentic as possible. I, I can't speak highly of it enough. If you get a chance to go up to Eloise this year, definitely do it. Uh, Definitely one of our must-see haunts and we are looking forward to going back there hopefully again this season just for a follow-up and uh, maybe talk to some of the guys and see if they'll let us get a little bit more video coverage for you.
1: Yeah so our adventures mainly consisted of visiting haunts in Ohio Indiana and Kentucky.
0: Just Nora and
1: I. Yeah yeah just our team. Teams on Billy's. And in Ohio we usually just hit um, Dent Schoolhouse and the Middleton Haunted Trail as we have about four other teams that go in and out of Ohio, so we don't really have a lot of coverage there ourselves, but the review site obviously got quite a few reviews
0: in on Ohio. Middletown Trail is at Land of yes. Illusion, for those of you that don't know.
1: Yeah, and we did do a full walkthrough of that one. Yes. And then it was funny because the their Haunted screen Park has multiple attractions, and they let us film the Haunted Trail, and then someone else caught word that we were filming The Haunted Trail, so then they asked us to also film Killer Clowns, so that one's out there as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But um, overall, I would say that the season was very successful. The haunts seem to have had a very successful season. Um, Something that they all started to notice more so this year than in previous seasons was that customers are kind of wanting to stick around longer so although you know they get there and they wait in their line, whether it be time tickets or not, once they get through the attraction, it's like they're sticking around looking for other things to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're a haunt owner out there and you're listening to this, maybe you know, come up with some different activities or other things that they could do to keep them around on the property longer because we were, we were hearing that a lot this year.
0: And if you guys are listening to us that are haunt goers, let us know what your thoughts are on that. Like whenever you go to a haunted house, are you looking to make a night of it? Or are you just hoping to get in and out in an hour and then get on with your night and go do something else? Let us know. Yeah, definitely. So after haunt season, we got to scratching our heads a little bit and we're like, so what can we do to keep this YouTube thing going on throughout the rest of the year? And not just YouTube, but actually the website itself. And through a lot of different topics around and what we decided to uh, kind of delve into is actually paranormal stuff. So nora has been... Uh, real into ghost hunting and stuff. Uh, for for a, a very long time. <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> Longer but, than yeah, I've been visiting haunted houses. Absolutely. We've well, always been going to like you know local cemeteries and that sort of thing and uh, so that's always been fun but we decided to actually open up a new directory on the website and we're calling it the ghost directory. That's uh, it's actually available now if you're listening to this. Uh, you just one of the top menu options on the website. It's just called Find Ghosts. We kept it simple. (laughs) Kept it simple, yep. And it looks very similar to the Haunt Directory, but this one will only show you places where you can actually go and book a tour or a ghost hunt or something like that. And it's totally, you know, open to the public. Um, Obviously, you have to make a reservation, something like that. Yeah. uh, can get admission into these places legally without trespassing yeah we
1: didn't we didn't want to include all the places that we didn't really know if you were supposed to be there or not and because we're a business and we're pushing people to go to these places we're kind of trying to keep it to places that do seem to offer tours to the public and not just a bunch of cemeteries and stuff that are cool to go to but we don't want you there on our account or right. <laughs> we don't want to send you there and you get run off by the police or arrested so you're not blaming us for getting <laughs> Nope. yeah so to go along with that um we've been doing some full paranormal overnight investigations mm-hmm. we've been to several locations um for our youtube channel we're doing season one um it's haunting with haunters that's
0: what we're calling it
1: so, so far, you know, every place that we go, we try to take a few haunters with us, or we've actually already investigated two actual haunted houses, mm-hmm. Hysterium Haunted Asylum and Necropolis.
0: Haunted attractions, yeah. yeah. Haunted, haunted attractions.
1: Yes, and at this time, Hysterium is already live on YouTube and Necropolis is in the works, so it should be up in the next few weeks.
0: Yes, those have been real fun. Uh, we've teamed up with another, uh, actually a couple of other haunt groups One of them is called Afterlife Paranormal and that's Bill and Whitney. They run Horror Hike and Horror House. And uh, the other group is Northeast Indiana Paranormal. And that is Jeff and some of the other guys from Hysterium, Haunted Asylum. So that's been really cool to meet up with those guys and kind of learn from them a little bit, share the investigations with them and Jeff's a freaking hoop now.
1: (laughs) Yeah if you watch our most recent video of Stillwell Manor from last weekend you'll you'll get
0: (laughs) you'll get the full Jeff experience. Yeah
1: yeah Jeff is funny we almost pissed ourselves all the way through there and you'll see why.
0: Oh my gosh. So the yeah the Stillwell video that one is just a Stillwell opening up for kind of a mix between Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day and that was wow yeah definitely a super super hilarious experience
1: yeah they warned us at the door this isn't all about scares it's all about love going wrong and we're yeah. like okay you know we're all for it whatever and we were just laughing and we get we got scared too oh yeah but we we did so much laughing through there it was a great time um so great that we actually ended up going through twice so but that brings us to the next thing that we're doing you know during off season which is a lot more off season hot coverage mm-hmm. So back in Valentine's Day, we went to some Valentine's Day haunts. At the end of July, we did, or January, mm-hmm. we did a, a New Year's Eve haunt, which was actually down at
0: Ruby Falls. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm-hmm.
1: And that video is also live on YouTube.
0: That's the the haunt name was Dread Hollow. Yes. And they used to be located at Ruby Falls Cavern. Mm-hmm. They used to set up a haunt inside of the actual cave, which, of course, we had to go to Ruby Falls and check it out we while did. we were there. Beautiful place. Highly recommend it while you're down there. Um, but yeah, now they're off in their own kind of a strip mall type, type of building, but they've done a really good job uh, transforming that into their little uh, little shanty town type, uh, type of attraction. So mm-hmm. very, very cool. And they did do a great job of uh, kind of revamping that into the New Year's theme. Mm-hmm. Super excited we got to go down there. We'd been talking with them for a while and we finally got the chance to meet the folks down there. Super cool people. Uh, if you're ever down in kind of southeastern Tennessee, definitely check out Dread Hollow. Yes. So that brings us to more of the activities that we've got going on here more recently, um, and which has been preparing for Transworld, because this is March 9th, I think Mm -hmm. is what today is. So Transworld is just around the corner. We're getting all ready for that. And uh, one of the things that we're really excited about is the calendars that we made. And this was originally a collaboration with the Haunted Attraction Association. We took over their uh, previous task of creating calendars for all the HAA members. And the calendar has dates and locations of various conventions that are located across the country. So we made the nice little calendar. Those are in print as we speak, and we will be bringing those to Transworld with us. So if you are an HAA member, that's included with your membership. And actually we are going to be giving some to hand out at the Haunted Attraction Network booth as well, which is located right next to the Haunted Attraction Association booth. And uh, because we are reporters for you know, we thought we'd pass them out there as well. So definitely head over to the Haunted Attraction Association booth and the Haunted Attraction Network booth. And uh, if you sign up for either one, Uh, The HAE, there's a a membership fee involved and with HAN, I believe there is no fee. They just ask for an email so that you can uh, get their newsletter. So if you sign up for their newsletter, we're going to throw in a calendar for you.
1: Mm Mhm, It's an awesome calendar too.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of Haunted Attraction Network, definitely check out their podcast as well. Uh, If you go back into uh, some of last season's archives, you'll see some haunt trip reports from us where we went through. and recorded our experiences at the haunts uh, in audio form for you so you can kind of catch up on some of what we're doing if you don't have time to read our reviews necessarily but you can listen to us in the car like you are now you can also listen to uh, some of our haunt experiences on uh, philip's channel
1: Mm -hmm. so yes this is march and we are still working on the we basically call it the year-round haunt directory page which consists of any of the haunted houses that any of us are able to find that are open during the off-season or year-round. So you can go to that page on our website and there's going to be an interactive map at the top just like with all of our other directory pages. And then you can kind of see if there's any little dots near where you are or where you're willing to travel because more and more haunts every year are starting to open for these off-season events. I know we've got a pretty big list for St. Patrick's Day, and then we're working on a pretty big list for Easter. So there's nothing scarier than that rabbit Easter bunny.
0: Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so the easiest way to find that year-round page is, I think there's a link on the homepage of the website, mm-hmm. but you can also scroll all the way to the bottom into the footer down there, and there's a menu option down there that says year-round haunts, mm-hmm. and you can find it from there.
1: Yeah, we have so many tabs on our website that we try to keep it mobile friendly and there's so many that we can't put in the top, Mm -hmm. so they're all at the bottom. So if you're ever looking for something, just feel free to ask us because more than likely it's there. It just might be a little bit more hidden than it should be. Than
0: we'd like. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) That brings us to our directory. We are in the process now of updating our haunt directory. We're not sure if you're aware, but we have about 2,400 haunted houses listed on our website, including home haunts, uh, farm haunts, you know, anything that people say is a haunted house, haunted attraction, Boo barn, you name it. And what we do is every year we start at Alabama and work our way through the alphabet and one or two of us updates every single haunt, which consists of opening their page, opening all their social medias, opening their website, checking all of that information and verifying that their address is correct. And we've been doing this since January and we are currently only down to California.
0: <laughs> Starting with the A's, yeah, we're only in yeah. C.
1: <laughs> so hopefully we get it done this year. We generally do try to have the majority of it done by Transworld, but we have so much stuff going on right now that, yeah, I don't, we'll we'll definitely try to have it done by haunt season, but (laughs) really if you do it closer to haunt season, that's when everybody's calendars are out. And that's really the only way we can get everybody's dates is if we're manually on their website and we get them. So when we do the directory updates, like for Alabama is always in January, sometimes those haunts end up being outdated or they don't have calendars because we don't have time to go back to those. So maybe if we end up doing some closer to season this year, they will be at least more accurate and have some more information on them.
0: Yeah, hopefully so.
1: As you will notice, we don't have Tiffany and Brian with us today. Um, We just decided to test this equipment in the car, but they will be joining us on the upcoming podcasts.
0: Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, we're on the, (laughs) we were, we had Google Maps sends us like updates in our email, uh, what, once a month or something like that. And for the month of February, we had driven to 70 different locations And that's while it was tracking us. I don't know if it was tracking us all the time. So that's, and that's just in February. Yeah. So (laughs) imagine during hot season, you know, we spend hours in the car literally. So hopefully, hopefully it'll work out.
0: I think so. So.
1: And since this is our first episode, please be sure to send us any episode suggestions for topics that you have. You can either comment on this episode on Facebook, you can email us at the scarefactor at gmail.com or you can just send out a a website directory form, the contact form on our website under contact us, or you can even message me and Tyler privately, and we will take your ideas into consideration.
0: All of those methods come straight to our phones. We get notified Mm -hmm. of every message we get. So, and even though we do have kind of a semi Planned out roster for the year. Uh, if you've got an idea that's more interesting, that can very easily knock out one of our existing.
1: Yeah, If you've topics. got any paranormal <laughs> places you would like to see us go to, or any specific haunted houses that you would like to see one of our teams cover, please let us know.
0: Do you want to listen to uh, audio versions of our investigations? You, you know, do you want to hear us talking about them like after we leave, or or anything like it? Let us know.
1: Yeah, we've definitely thought about doing podcast episodes after we leave a full overnight paranormal investigation because that's when all that information's fresh in our mind too because so far we've been to like six, six places this year i think five
0: or six Yeah. five or
1: six and every single one of them has had a variety of activity
0: so the first place we investigated was Hysterium, and that one was kind of cool and for most of the investigations we've been on uh, bill and whitney with afterlife paranormal have been coming with us and Whitney is kind of a, uh, a growing or a learning medium, we think. <laughs> so she's exploring that and, and trying to learn how to uh, harness some of the abilities she can, that she has, we think. She so. can
1: sometimes hear and feel things that the rest of us don't, yeah. but they totally make sense. So like if you watch our Hysterium video, you'll see that the staff members do an interview with Tyler before Bill and Whitney arrive. And they tell us of two significant um, experiences that happened in Hysterium to previous actors or themselves. And Whitney was able to do a walkthrough of the haunt without knowing this information. And she was able to pick up on both of them, like, directly. So it kind of freaked out the actors that were there with us because she, she picked up on that. So, yes, we have Whitney that goes with us. Bill is a bit more of a skeptic.
0: He's a lot more of a skeptic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he gets, still gets freaked out because, like, he's afraid of the dark and stuff. He won't go, like, fix cameras or look at equipment by himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: we've, we've taken – Jeff has, you know, come along with us several times. He'll be with us this coming Saturday at the Asher Walton house in Indiana. But he's a hoot. He's hilarious. Um, He's just a very funny individual and then of course you got me who I'm a big ghost believer But I also believe that many things can be mistaken as paranormal activity so I have a bit of a skeptic side, but not as much probably as anybody else like I'm probably more gullible (laughs) Than the whole group and then Tyler does all of our video editing he does all of our main filming for the investigations and I think Tyler is a mix between skeptic and not because throughout his life he's only had like one major paranormal like experience had a, yeah. so far I've yeah a
0: few things that you know you'll catch something moving out of the corner of your eye and i was just like what you know and i'd kind of brush it off but then i really took a big uh lean towards believing when we were at waverly for monster bash a couple of years ago down in louisville and i was turned around away from the group taking a night sight photo with my phone. So it was a long exposure. So I had to sit there really still for several seconds. And while that photo was taking, somebody came up to my left ear and whispered, I apologize for the sound of my illness. So I was like, oh, that's okay. You don't have to apologize. And I looked over next to me and there wasn't nobody there except for Nora. And I know she don't sound like that. So I asked her, I said, who was just standing here next to me? she's like what are you talking about (laughs) like somebody was just standing here next to me yeah so so after that
1: i'm like tyler does that mean we can come investigate waverly and he's like yeah maybe i'm like well yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of where that started like i'm like what we can go ghost hunting now because once something like that happens to you it's different because like for me i've seen things and been around people when they've experienced things and it's always been very um it's very drawing to me because it's so interesting and it's fun but for those that don't really have experiences they don't really not not everybody but most of them have like no reason to go
0: it's harder do for this them stuff. to wrap their minds around it yeah
1: well and they just think what well, we're gonna go sit in a cemetery for six hours like that sounds extremely boring and sometimes it is boring but you kind of have to have you know, that drive for it. And I think just that experience at Waverly made Tyler go, now, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. There might be something out there that we can interact with that isn't normal. So yes, we've been interacting with things for sure. Um, we'll, we'll probably for sure do several podcasts at least to highlight everything we've experienced um, verbally before haunt season. So then that way, those of you that are like, like, you know, like that stuff can listen to us but i think other than that though we've basically covered what? well we
0: talked about a little bit there at hysterium mm-hmm. uh nora and the girls there had uh, something run up on them in the claustrophobic tunnel they heard mm-hmm. footsteps you can see you can hear it in the video but unfortunately nobody was facing that direction <laughs> when With it camera. Happened. yeah but, but you definitely hear through it through the yeah.
1: spirit box it kept telling us to go to the hallway mm-hmm. and we were like, what hallway? Cause they, at the haunt, they have several, you know, main hallways inside the haunt. And, um, the actors were telling us that what they dubbed as green mile hallway was the most active. So we're like, well, let's go to green mile hallway. And this is where this happened. And right before that, somebody was listening to the spirit box, which is a, a radio that scans radio frequencies and spirits are able to manipulate those frequencies so that you can hear bits and pieces of what they're saying to you as long as they're speaking clearly and, you know, not in English, because we can't understand any other languages because sometimes we think they do speak in Spanish and other things, but the spirit box, which we put noise canceling headphones on with it. So when you're listening to the scanning, you repeat what you say, but you can't hear what everybody in the room saying. So then that way, if it says, if Tyler says, what's my name? And it says, Tyler, we know that that person didn't hear Tyler say that so that they're not, they're not manipulating it themselves. And so someone was listening to that spirit box and we told them to come to the hallway because we were there where they asked us to come and they said, I'm coming. Well, that's when that thing ran up on us in the hallway. So it even told us that it was coming, but I just was standing there in the complete dark, which I'm also afraid of the dark, Mm -hmm. in this claustrophobic hallway that's, it's the airbag hallway, but they had the air deflated. So the bags were just kind of laying on the floor where you could run through there and they would move and we heard this thing just run all the way down that hallway and stop right before it got to us and it it freaked us out pretty good so we just weren't expecting that
0: then the next investigation after that was the bell mansion and this place was brand new as far as being open to paranormal tours so the paranormal group well the leader of a paranormal group met the daughter of the people that owned the Just bought the building, Mm -hmm. and prior to them getting it, uh, they were the only team to have investigated there. Well, after they got it, they were the only team, then they opened it up, and then we were the first. We
1: were technically Uh, the first overnight that they had had besides themselves, so we were very excited to be, you know, one of the first groups there.
0: But prior to that, it was a funeral home for 94 years, 93 93 years, something like that. So it's had a lot of bodies moving in and out of there. Really huge place made out of limestone block. It's wonderful looking. And then uh, before that, it was owned by a couple of families, the Nobles and of course the Bells. And we believe we made contact with uh, Mr. Noble mm-hmm. up in the poker room. And pretty sure we actually played poker with him. Yeah. <laughs> We're using a REM pod for him to communicate with us. So definitely check out that Bell Mansion video.
1: Uh, let us know what
0: you thought about that because that was pretty, pretty cool. I, it's either that or we figured out a way to play poker with a box. <laughs> a box
1: that lights up and makes noise. Right. We also had um, the SLS camera, which is a structured light sensor camera that basically takes things that look humanistic and turns them into a stick figure on the camera. But we use this like in a hallway where we know people aren't standing typically. Or it can like be looking at a person and then if you see two figures, you know, only one of them's a person, so it's picking up something else. Well at Bell Mansion it picks up, so the K2 meter was going off and, and Jeff had it in his hand and Jeff was like, I feel like something's over here. And we had, so Tyler took the SLS camera over there and while he was looking through the SLS camera, which you'll see in the video, something looks like it actually touches Jeff at the same time that he says something just touched my arm Mm -hmm. and it was super cool because the timing was perfect and you can see it clear as day so that was also a really big highlight of that trip and then after Bell Mansion we decided to do a paranormal investigation at Necropolis underground in Indianapolis Indiana Um, a lot of their actors and management were telling us of things that had happened there with paranormal activity like They've had instances where some select actors were getting so scared in their own scenes that they were refusing to work them. And they even showed us a picture of this very strange, humanistic-looking black figure standing in the, the actor's scene with them one night. He said, sent it to management and said, this is why I'm not going back into my scene. And they were kind of agreeing, like, "Yeah, we don't blame you, that's crazy looking so we went and did necropolis and it is such a huge building um that night it was mostly just me tyler bill and whitney and we had cameron and sarah that work at necropolis there with us for a while but eventually they left that building to ourselves so it was a lot to cover we did get some very cool stuff video coming soon but we would love to go back sometime and kind of move around a little bit more or maybe take a larger group Just because the building is so huge and it's really underground so it just makes it a very cool place a perfect location for a haunted house Um, and they're one of the haunts that'll be open for Easter and some other stuff I think so um, but after Necropolis we were going to um, an off-season event at Abattoir Haunted Attraction over in Vincennes Indiana and We wanted to go test out some paranormal equipment there, so we ended up um, conversing with the owner of Abattoir, who had just purchased what is known as the Beer House Mansion.
0: It's B-I-E-R-H-A-U-S.
1: In Vincennes, which is currently an apartment building and and will be an expanded apartment building. But um, at this time, he didn't have all of his apartments filled and word on the street in their town is that that building has always been pretty haunted so while we were there we were able to go after the haunt closed and investigate beer house which i think we did about a six hour investigation which normally we do eight or more but we did have time to like investigate all of the empty areas there and we got some really cool ovalis communication going that made complete sense with the building i'm pretty sure that the owner at the beginning was very skeptical about it or Like, because he says his personal house is haunted, but he just kind of ignores it. But I think that some of our equipment was kind of getting him a lot more interested in what was going on. It it seemed that way. So that was pretty cool for us. And then we were able to take his daughter with us, who watches ghost hunting shows on a daily basis, but had never been. So she got to go with us. And he was like, oh my gosh, thank you guys so much. You just like made her night. Mm -hmm. So we were, we were very excited about that.
0: Now, one real quick disclaimer that I got to make about Beer House is that this place is absolutely not open to the public. It's right. a residential building, it's an apartment building, people actually live there. You know, you can't just walk up to this place or get a hold of them and buy a ticket, none of that. We just happened to know the owner of Abattoir from reviewing his haunt for the past couple of years and we were asking him if any place in town was haunted and he's like yeah this new house I just bought haunted So That's the only reason why we were able to get in there and even mm-hmm. investigate it all, so that's, I just want to... And we're
1: very grateful yeah. that he let us in there because it oh, was yeah. very cool. Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. And then after Abattoir, we were able to book Whispers Estate in Mitchell, Indiana, which we didn't know it, but it's like an hour from our house. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool to be able to stay out there until 7 o'clock in the morning and then just drive an hour home
0: and supposedly it's one of the most haunted buildings at least in the state maybe the country
1: yeah yeah well and it's it's said to have (laughs) demonic presences there and they explained a lot of that to us and we had watched a lot of um other youtube videos on whispers but luckily (coughs) excuse me luckily while we were there um we didn't really see any demons because they they do have a an actual demon there claimed by many that has horns we did not see that um, a lot of people get scratched or things thrown at them that did not happen to us um, honestly the, the night was pretty quiet like in general um, we, we were not getting they weren't communicating through the spirit box they weren't communicating through the obelisk, they weren't communicating with like old-school techniques such as tap two times for yes you know they weren't communicating like that hardly at all but um, the video will be out sometime between now and August. <laughs> We're gonna give us a big gap there. And um, we probably got our best actual paranormal experiences captured there.
0: We got a really good capture of one of the doors opening by itself, uh, which Whispers is kind of known for. and all night long we hadn't seen any doors opening, doing any weird things, nothing like that. And then later on in the night we were going into this particular room to do a session and we realized the door was open. Well, nor I did. (laughs) We walked in there and didn't think anything about it. But yeah, like holy crap the door was open, and We knew before we started that we closed them all. So and then we went back on the video footage and looked and sure enough we caught it opening all by itself. Yeah. There's nobody touching the door. It shows the entire outside of the door beforehand, or at least shows the knob. And then after the door opens, you can see completely on the other side of the door inside and that nobody was in there touching it.
1: And there's no door in there besides that door because it's a it's a basically an oversized closet. Yeah. So if, and you can watch in our film, like we'll see how we can get it edited into the original or to the final video. But that door opens and stays open for over four hours. And you can see that none of us go in there or come back out. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that we are able to like take it and fast forward the footage and show that. But we got two other crazy things there that were also caught on footage, but we don't want to spoil those because we want you to, you know, subscribe and watch that YouTube channel. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Whispers Estate was the most recent investigation that we did and then this Saturday we have the Asher Walton House booked in Indiana. It's um, actually like that next house over from Rose Hotel for anybody that's familiar with that. It's
0: in Atlanta, Indiana. Yeah,
1: Atlanta, Indiana. A little north
0: of Indianapolis, kind of sort of somewhat close-ish to uh, kind of the Kokomo area. Mm
1: -hmm. And we get that building for 14 hours. So. (laughs)
0: <laughs> really long one. That's, yeah. And of course it's gonna be like the coldest night of the week. So. Yeah, it's gonna be
1: like 20 degrees, so.
0: It's heated though, so we should be all right.
1: So we will be doing a full investigation with video of that one, and then coming up in April we have Waverly Hills booked for an overnight. Cha-ching. Yeah, we were so excited about that one. We're doing yes. that one with several paranormal groups.
0: Uh, we're going to be joined by Blood Moon Paranormal. And uh, if you don't know who they are, they are some actors and stuff from Evil Intentions Haunted House up in the Chicago area, up around Elgin. So that's a very cool haunted house, we're always excited to see them during the season whenever we're able to get up to Chicago. Right. But we're always one of our stops when we are in the area, if there is one. So.
1: Afterlife Paranormal will be with us. Yes. Um, Paul Laner with Haunters Against Hate will be with us. Um, Happy birthday, Paul. <laughs> Mario and Nancy with um, Team White City Devils, which is the Scare Factor, they will be with us. And then there's another, you know, there's some other groups of people. So that will be a fun investigation. And then in May, the weekend of Memorial Day, we will be going to Mansfield Prison for another overnight.
0: Also with Blood Moon and mm-hmm. some of their other folks. So definitely yeah. looking forward to both of those. We're super excited about all the ones we've done so far. And I do mean it this time, we are going to wrap it up because we are approaching our destination and we got to get out of the car. So it's been uh, great talking with you guys and catching up with you here on the uh, past season and what's got uh, coming up for this year. So, yeah, we will see you on the next episode and at the next haunt. Until then, stay scary. Dot The Scare Factor. Dot